Ladies and gentlemen, this is a regularly scheduled meeting of your Canton Zoning Board of Appeals. Tonight being February 23rd, 2023, we are in the Sala meeting room on the second floor of the Canton Town Hall. It is lightly snowing outside, but the roads are wet and uh, not too slippery. So Tonight we have four scheduled hearings, two informals, two continuations. And sitting tonight are the board's regular members, Mr. J.R. McCourt to my right, Mr. Michael Corey to my left. Uh, in attendance is Ingrid Hartfield, our administrative assistant. My name is Greg Pando. I'm going to start off this evening with our first scheduled hearing, that of Moss Hill Investments, LLC. We'll call that hearing. On petition of Moss Hill Investments, LLC, and SJCP 362, LLC, site plan approval, special permit for use, reduction in the width of access drives, reduction in parking and signs, and or variance if necessary, are requested on the applicable provisions of the Canton Zoning Bylaws to raise the existing commercial building and construct uh, with a construct a new four-story 52-foot plus or minus high building to be used for self-storage facility on property in an industrial district located at 362 Turnpike Street, Canton, Massachusetts, map 78, lot 6. Public hearing will be held on Thursday, February 23rd, 2023, at 6 p.m. The Sala Meeting Room, Second Floor Memorial Hall, 801 Washington Street, Canton, Mass. Uh, this being the time and place, I have in my possession an application received by the Board of Appeals on January 12th, 2023. I also have in my possession a certified list of abutters prepared by the Canton Board of Assessors indicating that all those entitled to notice under the applicable provisions of Mass General Laws, Chapter 40A, have been so duly notified. Good evening, Mr. Schneiders. And, and Chris Peterson, the owners of the property that we're going to be discussing. And over there is Luke DiStefano. Uh, He's the engineer with Bowler. You may remember Bowler was here before you last year for a long time when we were doing a uh, building, a pharmaceutical building, uh, the Canton Commerce Center. The uh, petitioners are seeking site plan approval and other zoning relief so that the existing 99 restaurant building at 362 Turnpike Street can be raised and replaced with 127,120 square foot institutional quality self-storage warehouse facility. So that, in a nutshell, is what we're here for. The, but I told you the two owners here of Moss Hill Investment and SJCP 362 LLC are on my right. And uh, I give you in the written uh, memo, uh, Brian Galt's background and uh, Chris Peterson's background and uh, Luke DiStefano you know about Bowler. As shown in the plan drafted by Bowler in the parcel of 362 Turnpike Street, which of course is 138, consists of 2.73 acres. And there's some exhibits in the back that we'll briefly touch on at the end, but that's exhibits A and B, shows you the site plan. And oh, you all have copies of the site plan, I assume you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The building would be four stories and consist of approximately 127 to 120 square feet. Petitioner seeking zoning approval from you for building approximately 45 feet, four inches in height, which is five feet, four inches higher than the bylaw allows. 
The building includes a high and low parapet, six foot and 2.5. And Mr. Panda may be the only one who really knows what a parapet is, right? So I'll have him explain that. Respectively, with total horizontal building coverage of 30% to screen rooftop equipment. The use would be self-storage facility with approximately 1,000 storage units that would range in size from 25 square feet to 300 square feet. An institutional self-storage operator such as CubeSmart would operate the facility. They have been working in the last year and a half since I got involved in this with CubeSmart, and that's why you'll see CubeSmart's uh, name uh, on the sign. They fully intend that that's who it will be, but I don't know if that's not nailed down yet, is it? Uh, CubeSmart or is it? It's not officially no, aimed officially, all right. The uh, site is located in the full industrial district. The uh, a warehouse requires a special permit under that district. The petitioner plans to use an 18,000 square foot paved area in the southeast corner of the site for outdoor storage of registered and operating motor vehicles, recreational vehicles, boats, etc. Section 6.52 of the bylaw states that an industrial district all use of permitted as a right or permissible on special permit may be conducted within or without a completely enclosed building, but excluding outside storage required to have a special permit. The uh, building commissioner and I were both under the impression that you needed a special permit, but I read this sentence about 10 times. I don't, can't, we, we couldn't figure out exactly what it means. It says excluding outside storage required to have a special permit, but I don't know what that outside storage is. So in any event, I don't think we need a special permit for that. We've asked for it if we do. Um, there does not appear to be any requirement for special permit for outdoor storage of goods, such as motor vehicles, et cetera. I think at the next town meeting, it ought to be corrected if that is so. Although it's not required, petitioners will construct a six foot high, 950, plus or minus linear foot chain link privacy fence that extends along the south and east side of the property to enclose and screen the proposed outdoor storage area. In addition to the fence, there's also an existing landscape buffer around the proposed outdoor storage area that will screen the area from public visibility. So in the limited industrial and business district, they require that buffer. There's no talk about it in the full industrial district, but we're doing it anyway because I think it's good practice. Uh, we met with the Permanent Advisory Committee on November 16th, 2022. We had about 10 people there, um, including our chairman here. And uh, uh, they were very, very helpful. They had lots of good advice, but I don't remember anyone voicing any objection to the project in general. They made a lot of suggestions or changes, which we did. Uh, what we're looking for is four uh, types of zoning relief from this board, site plan approval and Lou Stefano from Bola will talk about that. Special permit for warehouse use, variance for the height, and uh, uh, under section, uh, actually it's a variance under 40A section 10, and a special permit for a sign. Sign is slightly bigger than as allowed. Site plan approval, uh, if Mr. Houston and the planning board has the plans and uh, we think that they will be ready to uh, see us on April 5th. Uh, between now and April 5th, there'll be a lot of back and forth, as you know, with about 40 plus questions from Mr. Houston, issues that he raises, and we try to resolve all of them. The, um, that's definition of warehouse, I'm sure the board's got that memorized, can say it in their sleep, so I won't waste your time with that. We have only one self-storage facility, the storage shed at 275 Bailey Street, 
which operates at near capacity and does not offer climate-controlled storage. So that's two ways in which it's different. The biggest way in which it's different is that ours is actually a warehouse uh, under the bylaw. Theirs is a series of warehouses. They have about five uh, different long, long lines of individual units. So uh, it, it's just a different way it's built, but they uh, got this under the same uh, bylaw. The, um, that's the only one we have at 275 Bailey Street. Additional uh, buildings and storage units have been allowed by this board from 1986. I think at five different times they appeared before you, and uh, you kept letting them get bigger and bigger. The, and that, interestingly enough, that uh, immediately abuts the Green Book condominium complex, which has 308 residential units. But to my knowledge and investigation, there have been no complaints about it, which is good, which indicates that it's a relatively quiet operation without a lot of traffic problems. Special permit for the sign, we're looking for 124 square foot sign, and that's in the uh, exhibits, and I'll show you that in a minute. <coughs> The next thing is the criteria for granting special permits. Uh, there's five criteria, six criteria, as you know. And um, under the number one is social, economic, or community needs. I really know, having done an awful lot of condos, uh, I think about a thousand units um, in this town, that uh, there's a dire need for this uh, warehouse space in the town. Uh, just uh, Paul Revere Village, which we're still finishing up right now, we've got over, almost 400 units in there alone. None of those people have any place to put their stuff. They're coming from big houses, downsizing, and they want to know where they're supposed to put their stuff. And we have not been able to find a way economically to put this on there, on that 40-acre parcel that would not take away from the three developers we have there. And so they don't have anything. Traffic flow, there's almost no traffic flow at these facilities. People come in 10, 15 minutes, uh, or maybe half hour, maybe even an hour to unload this stuff and same thing to take it out. Uh, as far as parking's concerned, the new bylaws that were adopted in May, approved by the Attorney General in October, says we need one space per 1,000 square feet or one space per three employees, whichever is less, this facility will not require more than three employees. Most of them, and I just finished two in Stoughton, uh, have one employee. When I went to the one in Canton, there was nobody there. Uh, there was a sign that says we'll return as soon as possible, but I don't know what that meant. Um, I don't know if it ever got back. Number three, adequacy of utilities and the other public services, that they require a few utilities and almost no public services. So there's tremendous increases you're going to see in tax rate with no impact on the school system and basically no impact on public services. Neighborhood character and social st structure to uh, our north is Dunkin' Donuts. To our south is uh, North, uh, north End Motors. We've met with both of those uh, people whom I happen to represent, and I don't think is anybody here from Dunkin' Donuts or North End Motors before I finish my sentence. Good. I don't think uh, there's going to be any problems. Impact on the national environment, uh, there'll be more landscaping than there is now. That the site is almost completely uh, uh, hot right now, and there'll uh, be more landscaping and greatly improved stormwater management, as you know, with every project that comes in now. The Conservation Commission, the Planning Board, inquire, requires substantial updating 
uh, or even creation of stormwater management. Some of the sites don't have any. But potential fiscal impact, that may be the most significant thing. It creates almost no demand on town services such as school, fire, police, or public works. But their analysis, which is in the back of the, uh, this pamphlet, uh, estimates the taxes will more than triple when the self-storage facility replaces the current restaurant from $55,600 a year to $173,828 a year and uh, for many other uh, benefits. Variance for height, as I said, we're looking for five feet, four inches over the height. And uh, I go through the variance there at the bottom of the page, chapter 48, section 10, to point out that uh, we meet the five criteria, which are in italics. The, uh, one, of the, one of the criteria you know is we're supposed to have circumstances relating to the soil condition, shape, or topography of such land. We have all three. At, the, at this site, there's a tremendous 60% slope in the rear that makes the whole rear part of the property just about unusable. And uh, the, uh, there's also ledge. Uh, the shape is a very odd shape, as you'll see when you look at the back. And as a result, we can't go horizontal, so we have to go vertical. And that's, and if, without being able to go vertical, we really can't meet the uh, criteria that makes these things successful. We certainly don't want an unsuccessful one here. All right, so that's number one. Number two, especially affecting such land, clearly there's ledge up on 138, so other people have ledge, but no, none of the other sites that I know of, and I've represented a lot of them up there, have such a, a collection of so many problems as this site has. Uh, substantial hardship, financial, otherwise, if they can't get uh, this 45 feet and four stories, it's not a terribly economical, feasible uh, uh, situation, so there is substantial financial hardship. There's no detriment to the public good of putting five more feet on the top. No one's going to see it, except in an airplane. And uh, it's not, a, a, not a aesthetically unpleasing or anything like that. And, we're not, uh, and substantial derogating from the intent of the bylaw, this is always the toughest one because sometimes you don't know what the intent of the bylaw was. I don't know why we have 40 feet. I think it's an arbitrary number. Towns next to us have 50 feet. Uh, other towns next to us have 60 feet. We've had, uh, at the last town meeting, we've had uh, higher uh, uh, articles in over the years. We've had higher articles. But the law is the law. It's 40 feet. So what, what, why do they have that? The best I can come up with is they want to maintain a town image, maintain town ambience, and uh, they don't want us to be a city, and I agree with that. But an additional five feet is not going to put us in the John Hancock uh, category. So in 2021, this board granted a variance for an additional five feet uh, for a building at 80 Charmant Road. Uh, all three of you sat on that, I believe, own, owned by Emergent Biodefense Operations Lansing LLC. And uh, the circumstances were very, very similar. They had no place else to go. We were doing two buildings there, if you remember. And uh, they had no place else to go uh, with their, and they really couldn't make it feasible if we didn't go up higher and the board allowed it. Um, so in summary, uh, we believe that this proposal meets all the criteria for site plan approval to the granting of the requested special permits and variance. It'll greatly benefit the town and its residents without substantially impacting town services. Uh, my family wants me to say we're going to miss 99, 
Mr. Pando and I going to miss 99. I'm sorry that that is, but uh, it was their decision not to renew the lease. Uh, that was one of five 99s in the area that did not renew, renew their leases this year. Uh, I personally think it was connected to the pandemic, but I don't know that for sure. At this point, unless the board has questions, uh, I would like to hear from Mr. DiStefano right now or want to wait and have him answer questions at this time. If we could just turn for a second to the exhibits. Uh, the first exhibit, A, shows where it is on Pequot Way, Dunkin' Donuts. Um, now that I look at it, what I wish I'd put in there is one more thing. It's across the street, it's Orchard Cove. Uh, and uh, I don't know, do we have anybody from Orchard Cove here? Oh, that's good. The, um, uh, not good, that's bad. It'd be nice if they came in and said, yeah, we really need this storage, which I think they do. And uh, it is one of my clients, and they do talk all the time about not being able to put their stuff. They put it in Stoughton, and Stoughton is up to capacity. We did two over there, and they've got four, and they're up to capacity. The, those things are filled up before the ink is uh, dry on the zoning decision. Uh, people sign up for them. So to the south is North End Motors, then there's 99, and to the north is Dunkin' Donuts. Then there's the site plan, which Luke will go into and uh, answer any questions. The next one, Exhibit C, is what the building's going to look like. And if you look carefully at the top of it, you'll see the CubeSmart uh, logo, and uh, that's got the height of it. And basically, it conforms in every way except it's, uh, what was it, 24 feet more? What was our additional? Yeah, 124 square feet. 100, so yeah, 24 so it's feet. 24 feet more than it should be. Finally, at the end, uh, Exhibit D1 and D2 is an analysis that these two gentlemen here did uh, about the value of self-storage uh, facilities. And the one that I just mentioned is on uh, page, the next page, D, uh, Exhibit D2, which is page 2 down at the bottom here. They compared um, a number of these uh, uh, CubeSmart and uh, self-storage facilities, and they compared it to the 99 restaurant. So they got some pretty hard figures here. And the 99 restaurant is paying $55,612 a year in taxes. They will be paying 173828 and that I could know because once you put it in a booklet, they're never going to charge you any less than that, I'll tell you. <laughs> it could be very hard for you to go in and get an abatement. But in any event, there's a lot of good material in here that I don't want to take up your time with tonight, but uh, that's got a lot of information about these um, self-storage facilities. And at that, I'm going home. Thank you, Mr. Schneiders. Um, before we go any further, um, not to put a pin in your... A um, couple of comments, general comments. One, to um, quote the late, great James Fitzgerald, who used to, as you well remember, say to you, it doesn't matter what we did in such and such a case on uh, Shamed Ave, because right. every case is unique unto itself. I totally agree. Uh, that's the first thing. The second item I do want to uh, bring up is that it's my understanding that the land between Whitman Road and Pequot Way is industrial, not limited industrial. Our site is industrial. Yeah. Uh, industrial, you're allowed to go 52 feet, four stories, by special permit. Yes, if you meet a couple criteria that we can't meet. You're supposed to have eight acres, and you're supposed to have one foot additional setback for the front and the side. We can't meet either one of those. 
And I feel very badly about that because I wrote that stupid bylaw and I think it should be rewritten. <laughs> the, uh, if you remember, we did it about 20 years ago when Reebok was coming. Yeah. They had a lot of acreage and they wanted to go up. So yeah, I, just, with, I just do want to uh, also express the fact that we've, I sat on most of the committees for uh, Route 138 and uh, trying to come up with a, a better plan and a future plan. One of the things we came up with the uh, limited industrial B district as well is to examine everything from approximately this area to the Stoughton line, which has the uh, lowest impact on residences. As a matter of fact, none of that section is visible from any residential district, except maybe about seven or eight houses on uh, uh, toward the Stoughton line at the end of um, Tracywood Road. Yeah. And half of them are in a business district, or a third of them. But anyway, that the, the uh, intent there is to um, um, zone for more height. As a matter of fact, at the, at the Permit Advisory Committee, we even discussed going five stories with, uh, with this facility because there were short stories. They're only 11 feet. For, it's, it's unique type of building for self-storage, and it's not adaptable to any other use because it's only 11 foot four, eleven, six, floor to floor, um, pre-engineered, can't turn it into an office. Uh, you need 14 or 15 feet floor to floor for office space for all the mechanical stuff that goes whir and hum between floors. So um, and I agree that it's a, it's a, it's a reasonable uh, height and it's a, the height difference is really de minimis. You really can't see it. It's not perceivable as you're driving by or even um, uh, living there that uh, few few feet. You are also at planning board, correct? You when you correct. filed, you, yep. you they they had their first uh, meeting on this. Uh, uh, I think the first meeting is going to be the fifth because it takes fifth. Mr. Um, Houston quite a long time to sure. write all those questions. And he did start. He started. <laughs> okay. A question a day is forty days anyway. What I'd like to do uh, tonight, since this is in process and is going to be continued uh, at least to our next, to a date in, in the future, at least uh, be a, probably beyond our next hearing uh, on uh, the 20, on the 9th, um, I would, I'd like to get a, a quick overview of the site uh, tonight, nothing in great detail, and then we can get into it at the subsequent hearing well, once we uh, get feedback back from the planning board recommendations and, uh, and whether you agree with all of them or whether you want to refute some of them or pick and choose what you want. We do have flexibility because, as you know, the planning board is only a, there. It's a recommend, recommendation from them. Uh, whatever they say is not uh, cast in stone. So... Uh, with that, uh, your, your wish is to proceed with an over, overall presentation or overview. Then what I'll do is I'm going to ask the members. Uh, first, I'll ask the membership if they have any if preliminary questions now, or do you want to go straight to the, uh, what's your preference, to go straight to the I'll overview? I'll go straight to that. Okay. Mr. Corey, would you like to do that? Okay. Uh, we'll do that, and then what I'll do is I'll open it up to the general audience if anyone would like to speak with respect to the petition. So if you would uh, please uh, grab the microphone. Oh, you have a microphone. 
state your name and company and uh, for all the folks at home let us know uh, give us an overview please sure good evening mr chairman <clears throat> members of the board for the record luke DiStefano with bowler engineering uh fortunately i love being brief uh and attorney schneider's really summed up the project pretty well uh, in his initial statements but uh, as noted, this is a redevelopment of the existing property at 362 Turnpike Street here in Canton, uh, an existing not vacant 99 restaurant. Uh, as noted, we're looking to redevelop the parcel with a four-story self-storage facility, uh, basically located in the center of the property, as you can see here. Uh, that use will be serviced by 10 vehicular parking stalls located in the southwest corner and then a series of larger U-Haul type parking spaces located on the west side here and on the south side here. Uh, the site will continue to be accessed by the two existing curb cuts that serve the property now. We're modifying the inside of those curb cuts, but nothing from the property line out. So your curb cuts will remain as is. Hopefully, as you can see from the rendering, we've tried to maximize the amount of green space on this property by providing buffers along most of the edges of the property. Uh, again, to help uh, shield this as much as we can from the abutting uh, properties to the north and south. Uh, one of the things that uh, Attorney Schneider mentioned is a pretty big improvement to this property is storm drainage. Uh, and we know that that will get reviewed, but under existing conditions the site for the most part sheet flows from east to west or back to front pretty much unchecked and untreated into turnpike street where it then makes its way across the street into a wetland uh, just southwest of the property under the proposed conditions we are preparing or proposing to collect the runoff in a series of deep sump catch basins that will be directed into a stormwater quality unit prior to being discharged into a fairly large underground infiltration system on the south side of the building. We'll infiltrate as much runoff as we can, and then that will be discharged again back into the wetland via an existing pipe that runs across Turnpike Street here. So we say that's a major improvement because under the post-development condition, you're gonna see a significant impact, not only to the stormwater quantities, exiting the property but the volumes as well which we think uh, again it's a big benefit uh, utilities will be all underground uh, which currently service the property i think there is an overhead line for electric but that will go underground and we're proposing to remove a series of utility poles here and here uh, that we don't know where they or what they service they don't service anything behind us or the site so we're proposing to remove that and then the only other thing of significance is that the back, I, I call it the accessory parking lot here, that's going to propose, we're proposing to leave that as is, but that will be boat and RV uh, storage in connection with what we can store in the building. And with that, I'm certainly happy to answer any questions the board or the audience may have. Uh, I appreciate your briefness and directness. Well, uh, Mr. McCourt. I have no questions at this time. Okay. Mr. Corey. Uh, I'm fine with this as per the presentation for the moment. All right. Before I open it up, uh, the only subsequent question <coughs> I have is that um, I did, I am making an assumption, and usually that's a very dangerous thing to do, 
that uh, you're going to be removing the pylon sign from the site. Correct. <laughs> so now can we have 300 square feet for our other sign in exchange? Boy, I'll tell you that uh, one of my biggest um, concerns over the past 25 years, and I didn't know how to stop it, was that 138 kept getting looking more and more like Route 1 in Saugus and Revere with all these signs. And even though Paul Carroll said, well, we don't want to look like Revere, we don't want to look like Saugus, it, it just keeps, it kept getting worse and worse. So anytime we can remove a pylon sign, uh, it makes me very happy. Uh, having said that and seeing where we are, uh, is there anyone in the hall that would like to speak with respect to this petition? And if so, I remind you, please uh, use the microphone, state your name and address. Uh, the microphone does not amplify for here in the hall, but it helps our 8 million viewers who are watching at home uh, hear what you have to say. All right, seeing none. Uh, Mr. Schneiders, what is your pleasure for uh, continuance? I would say the uh, your first meeting in April, which I don't which know. Which is? I know the Wednesday, uh, first Wednesday in April is the 5th. Oh, wait a minute, maybe and not the magic the list that right here, that is uh, April 13th. Yeah, April 13th, okay. okay. So we will continue this hearing until April 13th. We'll see you all then. Thank you all very Thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. much. Oh, wait, wait, just one second. Uh, uh, sit down for a minute. Uh, uh, could I jump one second? If yes, I could? yes. Did either of you have anything to add? No, to I was just going to add the pylon sign that we're, we're removing it, but you already touched did that. on that. So. Did you have anything to say, Chris? No. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what was the? Oh, I was just, <clears throat> I was going to mention that we're removing the pylon sign oh, because excellent. I knew that excellent. was uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, perfect. Sorry about that. Thank you. <laughs> Hand me that uh, how to show that file uh, could I ask you for the subsequent hearings if we could just have a uh, 1117 ledger size sets for the board rather than the, uh, the full side that we have in file thank you Uh, the next hearing is that of 601 to Ponset Street, LLC. <coughs> On, well, let me call it first. Uh, petition of 601 to Ponset Street, LLC. A special permit and or variance, if necessary, are requested under the applicable provisions of the Canton Zoning Bylaws for the extension of a non-conforming use so that a maximum of 74 commercial and residential vehicles can be parked overnight on the property in a single residence C district located at 601 Neponset Street, Canton, Mass, Map 16, Lot 3. A public hearing will be held on Thursday, February 23, 2023 at 6 p.m. in the Salem Meeting Room, second floor of Memorial Hall, 801 Washington Street, Canton, Mass. Uh, this being the time and place. I have my possession and application uh, received by the Board of Appeals on January 25th of this year, 2023. I also have a certified list of abutters 
indicating that all those entitled to notice under the applicable provisions of Mass General Laws Chapter 40A have been so duly notified. Good evening, Mr. Schneider, two in a row. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yes, this, uh, this site is well known to many of you. Uh, it's a hunter's club. It goes back to the uh, 50s. Uh, that was a restaurant then, and now 70 years later, it's been at least a half a dozen other restaurants in there. And uh, for the last six years, it's been an office building, and that's what it is now. They're seeking a special permit for alteration of a non-conforming use. It's a 100% residential district that they're in. Uh, they say they, it goes back to maybe the 40s, uh, but I know it goes back to at least the 50s uh, that it's been used for a restaurant. That's why it's non-conforming. So that a maximum of 12 commercial and three personal uh, vehicles can be parked overnight in a single residence district. The owner of the uh, property is, is, is being rep uh, represented here. Uh, the uh, company that uses the property is Feeney Brothers Utility Services. Feeney Brothers is a diversified utility contractor providing services to the nation's gas, electric, water, and telecommunications industries. It's the largest and fastest growing national gas utility service provider in the Northeast. Its Massachusetts offices are in Boston, Canton, Worcester, and Lawrence. It also has offices in New Hampshire, Connecticut, and New York. Feeney Brothers employs over 700 workers. Uh, they've grown to 700 workers in uh, near like 35 years, something like that. Founders and chief officers are Greg and Brendan uh, Feeney. With us tonight is Michael Sheehan, the director of real estate for the company. By the way, I, I should have stressed in the beginning that although the uh, legal notice originally asked if we could use the 77 spaces overnight, um, that was partially a misunderstanding on my part and partially a change in position on my client's part, but we're only looking for 15 spaces, not 77 uh, spaces for that. The, uh, the site is shown on a site plan, which I think you all have. It's a TKO Shea's restaurant, been a restaurant or two since then. The plan was drafted by Toomey Munson and Associates. We have a one, one relic left from the Toomey Munson and Associates here tonight, Mr. Bordmichael. The, uh, the uh, others have gone Did you on say to- say relic, Mr. He's, he's like a relic, yes. Like, like an ancient bones? <laughs> yeah. Is that as, as, in, as in like the pot calling? <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, All right. just, I take sorry. it back. All right, he's just a former employee. I see. <laughs> the, um, and it's the, the, uh, the site plan is dated 1998, and you'll see the 77 parking spaces are approved for it, although the petition requested overnight parking for all of these spaces has been determined that only 15 will be needed for overnight parking. And in, a, in one word, primarily two words, I think I can sum up why it's needed. Sometimes for emergency and sometimes because other vehicles are out being repaired. So this plan was approved by the ZBA and the Conservation Commission in March 2000. There have been numerous restaurants, including TKO Chase, the site during the past 75 years. And for the past six years, as I say, it was, uh, all the, the land was owned by Joseph S. Carter, an attorney from Westwood, and he had offices there. 
and now it's owned by the Feeney Brothers uh, Utility Services. They're looking to use 15 of the 77 parking spaces uh, approved for daytime parking. So what this is all about is it was never approved for nighttime parking. It was, uh, they parked till like one o'clock in the morning when the restaurant closed, the various restaurants closed. And then, they, um, then there was no ever a special permit to allow uh, cars to stay beyond that period. The building commissioner says no special permit has been requested or granted for overnight parking. The site is zoned single residence C. The num numerous restaurants and offices have all been non-conforming uses for the past 50 years. Section J in the table of use regulations states that the keeping overnight of more than five motor vehicles, one of which may be a commercial vehicle, can be allowed by special permit <coughs> in a single residence zone. So we could have gone directly for that special permit, but we're going for a separate, a, a different uh, separate permit, and that's one under the alteration of a non-conforming use. The, uh, that's under Section 5.2 of the Zoning Bylaws, which says the Board of Appeals may award a special permit to change a non-conforming use in accordance with this section only if it determines such change or extension shall not be substantially more detrimental than the existing non-conforming use to the neighborhood. The statute, as you know, Chapter 48, Section 6, says basically the same thing. On page um, 4, it lists what the 15 spaces would be used for, the 12 commercial spaces would be two transportation vehicles used to transport new employees for training on site after the classroom training ends. Two box trucks used as backup vehicles. If any vehicles were to break down and require maintenance, the backup vehicles would be sent to the site to continue the work. They do a lot of 24-hour, 365 days a year work, as you can imagine, uh, because they're in the utility contracting business and uh, they represent, uh, because Verizon do you represent, or is it? National Grid. Na national ever, ever Grid. Source. So with National Grid, like on a night like tonight, if the uh, wires go down, these are the people they call, and they've got to have vehicles uh, immediately <coughs> available to go out. So two utility trailers used as backup vehicles holding the equipment and tools that they'd need in an emergency. Uh, two compressors, again, same idea. Two skid steers, backhoes, these would be used as backup should the crew need them due to breakdown at night or maintenance requirements. Two small pickup plow trucks used for backup for snow removal in winter or at night if the vehicle background. So if they're at a site where they don't, it hasn't been plowed yet, they have to have an ability to uh, get them out to that site. The three passenger vehicles are for nighttime emergency situations, for example, Eversource National Grid, whom they represent, might need passenger vehicles at night. None of these 15 vehicles located at the premises overnight will move during the night unless there's an emergency, or I should say unless we're short a vehicle due to maintenance. Petitioner can locate the 15 overnight vehicles on the portion of the parking lot furthest away from the residence. Uh, we have no problem with the board putting that in as a condition and even naming the area where it would be. Due to the nature of petitions, business emergencies sometimes happen at night, requiring the proper vehicles be immediately available. So that is the uh, reason for this, and I apologize to anybody who's here tonight because they thought we were going to have 77 vehicles moving in and out of there during the night. Uh, I, I think this is a better situation than you've ever had with the restaurants because the restaurants did stay open to 1 o'clock. And, and uh, even there, over the years, we got relatively few complaints. Uh, at one point, we put up a lot of, um, of uh, shrubbery there to try to mitigate the uh, 
the uh, issue of noise or lights and so on. But by and large, I don't think there's been a lot of you know, complaints, and I know there have been no complaints with Attorney Carter, uh, as far as I know, as far as he says, and uh, no complaints with these gentlemen. So they think there's a much, much quieter use of the site as an office building than was the restaurant operations. And that's all I have to say. Thank you, Mr. Schneiders. Well, here we are, and I'm old enough to remember the Hunters Club. Yeah. <laughs> um, a relic. You're a relic. <laughs> yeah, I am. And uh, here's the situation. We're in a residential district, and the restaurant use going back to the Hunters Club uh, and whatever it was before then, it was maintained all the way through as a pre-existing non-conforming use. And for most of the history of the site, it was never a problem because it was in the middle of nowhere. There was port and patent leather across the street, industrial park, and there was nothing but crickets. The White Sisters lived up on the hill off Chapman Street, and it was empty. So then uh, the White Sisters Way and that subdivision got developed in all single-family homes, and now we had single-family homes adjacent to a restaurant with cars and people drinking and having fun and all kinds of things, and it was, it was uh, a difficult situation, which we got rid of because there was a change of use uh, for, from assembly to business back in... What, about uh, 10 years, uh, less than 10 uh, years six, ago? Six years. Six years ago. So we went and we did a, a change of use by special permit for a business with a maximum of 10 cars. And the understanding was that those 10 cars which were for business use. So it was Monday through Friday, and it was from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. or 9 a.m. To, to 5 p.m., and that was it, and they were gone. So now we have a scenario where that, that is the current overlay for this this property as a business so you're telling me the Riley brothers have uh, the uh, uh, Feeney brothers have purchased this site they're using it as an office building right o yeah. office and training correct okay and it's being used uh, Monday through Friday or is it being yeah, can, can I comment on that? Sure. Well, okay. you're, you're, well, let me give an overview. So it's being used for well, basically the same purposes, but it may be ex more extensive. It's training, gets into an educational use. There may be hours of operation that are different. Are there more than 10 vehicles currently? Currently, no. 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 There so was, uh, just, to be, just to fill you in, in case you've heard this from the building commissioner, who, by the way, is very, very supportive, I think, of this. I, hate to have a foot words in his mouth, but uh, he did ask them to make sure the school buses that were parked there uh, would not, not be parked there, and they immediately... How did we have school buses parked there? Well, they didn't know that they couldn't have them, and the school said we needed a place to go in, and, I, and the, the day that Mr. Walsh asked him to remove them, they sent out a letter telling them that they could not be there anymore, and by the end of that month, they were all gone, and they were gone. The biggest problem I have with this is we've gone from a, a, a very hard use, which is assembly, into a very benign use, which was office, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, with no traffic. Now you're looking to park emergency vehicles, like a, like a, a yard for staging, and when are they needed? They're needed if there's an emergency. When's an emergency? Two o'clock in the morning. 
So you can have people going in and starting vehicles at, at, in the middle of an emergency. It could be the middle of the night, lights, starting trucks, this and that and the other. Not the place for it. I, I just don't see it. Can I place comment for on it. that? Sure, in a minute. The chairman in a minute. We're going to we're going to let everybody speak first, and then I'll get back to you. So, from my standpoint, I think to to go anything more than an office building with ten spaces, and if you want to expand that use, you're going in the wrong direction because it is a, a purely residential district. I just I just don't think it's the it's the right place or spot for something like that. You've got a huge industrial park across the street that backs up to nothing, with 74 buildings in there that uh, you could lease space way in the back and park uh, 15 or 20 trucks. You could start them up diesel trucks all, all 24 hours a day. Nobody will even hear them over by the Canton wastewater treatment plant. But this location to me is, it's, my God, you're, only, you're less than 100 feet from the, these people's houses. That's, that's my initial thought. Mr. Uh, McCourt, your comments or thoughts? Well, being down at the site today, there was absolutely nothing there. There was not a car on site. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing there. Um, I was very concerned over the 77 vehicles. I thought that was just way out of proportion when I read it. I says, you're going to have a parking lot back there with trucks. On one note, there's this additional, these parking spaces that don't exist in this corner of the area of the site. I'm sorry. These, this particular the site, these parking lots they don't even exist now. That, that's just a, a, a dirt area yep. that goes behind most of these houses. Well, if I might, uh, in, interestingly enough, the Conservation Commission approved that back in 2000. Yeah, but this was never done. It wasn't done. That's it, right. Nothing's done. But, but I was surprised. So if you were to try to get this done, and it would probably be a lot harder now right. to get this parking lot. And in they don't. With they the don't. conservation where with everything is there. They don't want to. So that isn't there, so you have the base parking. Um, uh, Feeney Brothers also operates another area in Canton, which is on Bailey Street, which abuts basically right across the street from the condominiums and <coughs> the uh, um, storage shed down there, but the oh, condominiums yeah. Yeah, down I know there. That side. And um, that has kind of worked fairly well. We haven't had any, I, I haven't heard any complaints of that, and there's a lot more vehicles in there. Um, where these are emergency vehicles, there will be nighttime use. There is a concern. This says in this there isn't going to be. It's just storage overnight. But if a machine breaks down, it might be occasionally. It might be more than occasion. Uh, so that could be a, and I want to hear from the abutters because I'm mostly concerned with them. Um, but it, had they just been stored there and used during the day, I would be more likely to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's no guarantee that's going to be for the neighbors. So with that said, I'd like to hear from the abutters, and then we'll move on. Thank you, Thank you um, Mr. McCourt. Mr. Feen? Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Feeney. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> I am losing it. Here we I, are I, back I, in I, 2005. I sincerely <laughs> apologize. Mr. Corey. Um, I, uh, I, I was not aware of the, uh, the history of... Um, issues uh, affecting the uh, Chapman Street and other neighbors um, from uh, the various restaurants that have been at this location. Um, it does seem excessive. It is an expansion of the existing uh, lot, and I would be interested in hearing from uh, neighbors. Um, the, in you know, cutting in favor of, of 
um, the request, uh, the overnight parking would amount to, as, as Mr. Schneider said, 15 vehicles um, needed for emergencies. But still, that's, an, um, that's a significant increase in, in parking um, during the day, at least. Mm. So I would like to hear from the buyers. Yeah, as well as visual impact. I mean, yeah. you're going to see it from the street. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an industrial use rather than a, in a, resi in a residential. In a residential, district. yeah. Is there anyone in the hall that would like Mr. to speak? Mr. Chairman, could yes. they, they wanted to add to what I said if they could. I oh, think, I think it absolutely. Might, I think it might be better because then they know what to respond to. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. We can remove the emergency provision of it, um, but we'd like to keep them there for maintenance. These uh, vehicles have to be maintained as well as all the equipment. And that area Canton covers from Canton all the way down to New Bedford and it just gives us an option and it'll be in the daytime where a driver will be told leave your box truck because we got to calibrate all the equipment leave your utility uh, uh, you know trailer there and then our Boston office will come and take their vehicle they'll take the spare vehicle and they'll work on that when that's done It'll all be brought back. But this is all done in the daytime. Yep. We really don't need the emergency. We, we can What work. type of vehicles are going to be stored there, would be stored there? Well, there'll be two box trucks, spares. Uh, we have 55 crews working from Canton to Bedford. Two box trucks? How big? Um, just a regular box truck. They're about 18 feet. GVW? 18,000. 18,000. Yeah. Utility trailers that sometimes hold pipe and equipment. Two of low those. Bed. Low bed. Uh, no, they're... They're not a low bed, they're covered. covered. And there's okay. equipment in there. There's the calibrations for see, uh, uh, monitoring pipe and for uh, threading pipe together. Those have to be cal calibrated every six months. Yeah. Uh, that's a federal law. So those get used more than most. We'd like to have two skid steers or two backhoes. One and one would be fine just in case we lose one or they need to replace one. Well, I'm sorry. A what? skid steer. Skid steer? Uh, bobcat. Bobcat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in case of Bobcat, someone needs to go in for maintenance, he'd be dropped off. As I said, in the daytime, the crew would take the new Bobcat a couple of days, and then there'd be a swap in the daytime. Sure. Um, we have small pickup trucks and, and plow trucks that are there, weren't there today because there wasn't a lot of snow. And uh, we have the two transportation vehicles. Well, we have one there now, uh, and that's for, we train about eight to ten persons there. It's not a big training. And they're brought in on, the, on these... Uh, from our Boston office on these um, transportation vans, and they're taken out to the sites after their morning training. And then the three vehicles in the evening are simply if Eversource or National Grid calls us up and says, hey, we need a war zone or what they call a war room for that area. Can we use your area? And it's all wired and set up with the telecommunications for them to, uh, to, to dispatch their crews. There'll be no crews going in and out. And we do that at all our regional offices. But in regards to the emergency vehicles, we, we, uh, we, we can go to other places uh, uh, to if there's an emergency. But it, and that does it, that's very rare because yeah. our maintenance schedule on this equipment yeah. is top of the line sure. because it has to be. Mm. So breakdowns are very rare for us, but we do have to have it available. But we, we can skip this site and just be maintenance, daytime yes, well, movements. What, well, what I'm hearing is that the, the visual impact is, is more of a commercial industrial nature. You've got box trucks, you've got low beds, you've got a couple of bobcats. 
it's not like that there are, are 10 Volvos parked there, you know, and a BMW that would be in an office building. It's an industrial appearance in, in, a, in what the town has deemed, even though it's on uh, DuPonset Street, a residential district. That's not really in character. And the fact that, that Eversource or whomever would need to use, would like to use it in case of an emergency as a facility, that makes it even worse for the neighborhood because if there's something going on, that's going to be 24-7, they're going to be, they're going to be using facilities. So I, I just, I just Perhaps they described that wrong. That is just two supervisors from Eversource yeah. in an office uh, feeling okay. There's there's a utility. They could they down. could be anywhere. They could be anywhere else. They don't have. To well, we can if we can take that out if you like. Also, I I, I just don't. I'm it's just, just not to service the area. I'm just not feeling it. But uh, yeah. let's thank let's you. See what, thank you, sir. Let's see what the neighbors. So one one additional question. I just, I, I'm just wanted to clarify. You had said that there would be some maintenance going on during the day. Calibration of equipment within the trucks is one thing, but would there would there be actual automotive maintenance going no. on in the parking lot? No. What happens is the driver of the truck or the piece of equipment gets the call. Mm -hmm. Leave your equipment there. Take the spare. Our Boston office will send down a a uh, repairman and they drive it to the garage. Okay. There'll be no there'll be no nothing on site to that extent at all. Right. Thank you, Mr. Corey. Sure. Is there anyone in the hall who would like to speak with respect to this petition? Go right ahead. Please use the microphone. You have to grab one of the mics, name and address, and give us your thoughts, please. Good evening. My name is Loretta Conley. I live at 26 Apple Blossom Way in Canton. I've lived there for 18 years. And I had the restroom there, and I heard them at 2 in the morning. But it's like five minutes, and they were out of there. This sounds like a nightmare. First of all, the Neponset River runs in back of my house between my land and what they want. If there's an oil leak, you've got, you're, de, you're doing something to the Neponset River. I don't know what it would you'd be doing something bad to it. I don't want this. This is my life savings. I'm a single senior citizen on a fixed income. That house is everything to me. My family's coming this weekend. The, the train goes to Boston. It's just so wonderful, that neighborhood. We have 49 neighbors. Russ is here. Joanne's here. We don't want it. We don't want your mechanics. That go up to Turnpike Street. Loretta, Loretta, please, through the chair, and <laughs> I will ask questions. Okay. Go up to Neponset Street. Talk to I'll me. Go up to, to Ponset Street. But please, stay out of the neighborhood. I, there's Dallin, couple next door with two small children. Across the street, small children. It's a beautiful neighborhood. Yep. And we just don't need trucks going in and out, and they're going to be fixing things. There was just school buses there last month. I didn't hear anything. And there's white vans there now. They're sneaking in. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Anyone else who would like to speak? <laughs> yes. Joanne McCarthy, 14 Apple Blossom Way, and I have a number of notes. Some were based when we thought there were going to be 77 something, but right now, the key thing is to focus on the fact that it's single residence zoning, and we're asking do not increase the nonconformity. 
do not let these trucks in for any time. Said we'll be impacted by the noise. The wetlands are there. I have a huge body of water in my backyard, and like Loretta had said, the water runs through there. Don't know how much is gonna be coming out of any of these trucks, but the more you put in there, the more chances are to contaminate, and it's going to cause a lot of damage. Um, I don't know, what, I, I know that our attorney over here had mentioned buffers from the previous things. We still get a lot of noise. Because they have the water, it's hard to block that. Trees have come down, the lights come through, the noise comes through. Traffic on the Ponset Street's one thing, but to be in basically my backyard with these big trucks at any time, that we already have said we don't know what the emergency's going to be and what they're going to come in and do. So we would like to maintain the single residence. Is that this is, as you had mentioned for the previous case, rather a unique case in that these restaurants and things have been in business for a while. I've been there for over 30 years, and I started out, there was the Thai restaurant, then it was TK O'Shea's, then it was Carter's, then it was Rosario's, and then it was the office building. And with each of those, you, you realize that there was going to be a limited hour of when their operation was in a very small number of cars. And like you made the point to say, with the office building, we were supposed to have less traffic, less noise, guaranteed hours of business, which was great. Now we're being told, could happen 24-7, we don't know when they're going to be in and out and how much they're going to be. So it's going to have a negative impact on our peace and privacy because we're not going to know what's there. Um, the noise with the trucks, if you've got a big diesel truck, you know, that's, that's going to make it. And with the hours of operation, you're not citing specifically what they are because it could be at, at any time. Lighting is an issue. Now, if you're gonna leave things with valuable tools and other materials in them, is it going to require more alarms and lights and cameras and things or not? Is it going to be the lights in the middle of the night for an emergency that are going to be flashing in my windows? Um, I mentioned about the wetlands and you know what, what it's going to do with those. Um, the trucks, the use of the trucks and what they're going to be was mentioned, but still, you know, loading, unloading, how many people, what traffic it's going to increase and at what times of day, because that's a very busy spot over there. Um, so again, I'm asking for the board to not agree to increase the nonconformity. And remember it is single residence and that it's not a storage yard over there. And before when we were thinking of it, they said, you know, if people were saying what were the hours going to be and if it's a job site that needs somebody to fix something and you have to be there by seven, what time are they going to be out in my backyard doing things? What is the, the maintenance of the truck going to be on all of those things? So anyways, in closing, I just ask you to please consider it's a neighborhood, but a lot of small children in it, older people, myself, throw me in whichever category you want, but I'm asking you to please remember this is single family use over there, single residence, and please do not add anything else to it to take away from our property values and the neighborhood feel. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else who would like to speak with respect to this petition? I'll step in briefly. Hi, my name is Russ McBatter, Nine White Sisters Way in Canton. Uh, I'm one of the officers of the homeowners association that 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 is uh, treated as an abutter, uh, which is why I got notice. 
Um, the one thing I'll add, I think, thank you, uh, thank you, my neighbors for uh, for their comments. Um, so we represent, you know, the 49 units. The property values obviously are concerned. Uh, one thing that I'll note that I'll add um, in terms of non-conforming uses, we did have a series of restaurants. Uh, as a homeowner myself, one of the differences I see between uses of the property is when you have a restaurant there, it's an amenity. Um, you know, it's something that's nice to have in the neighborhood. Uh, it seems like this use isn't serving the local neighborhood. This is basically my understanding is that it's a relay station and a training station and a, t and a temporary office to be used also by other companies. I know that Eversource, for example, has a location not two miles away in Westwood um, where they certainly can store trucks. Obviously, that's a necessity. It's just not as local. It doesn't have the same locality as a, something that you know, I can go to and have a meal at a restaurant. I'm not going to go get a, uh, uh, get service from a uh, what is an feels like an increasingly industrial use of the property. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, unless there's anyone else, I think we we get the general the gist of it. Um, right now, Mr. Schneider's, you've got a, a an office space, business use uh, office building with ten parking spaces, or uh, and no overnight parking. Um, I, I would be uh, disinclined to change that personally. So um, uh, other than, other than uh, you getting a, a, a two one vote in the negative, um, I, I give you two choices. Uh, uh, you could, uh, you could um, certainly ask my comrades first. Uh, my thought is to um, allow if the applicant wishes to withdraw without prejudice, so to pre prevent, uh, so you allow him to, uh, if he has another idea, another use, he's not, he's not barred for two years from coming back, which would be onerous on the property. But um, I would agree to that. I just can't see, uh, I can't see passing this. Would you consider allowing them to use a uh, to with withdrawal? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's as well. Yep. Well, Mr. Chairman, there is a third possibility that I would respectfully ask you to consider. And that is, this is our first night. It's the first chance we've had to hear from these uh, people. Yep. And um, I, I think the comments are very well taken. The, uh, the, I will point out that they, as he said, there's about 42 uh, people there. It was one of the longer um, abutters lists I've ever had. And we did have two, three people show up, and their ideas were very good. But uh, what I would like to do is continue this to your next meeting and uh, just talk it over with uh, my client and talk it over with the people. It, it looks, from your standpoint, like there's just no way in the world you're ever going to vote for it. But on the other hand, uh, yep, I know that. Yep. But but I'm. Well, here's the point. I'm not going to vote for it because it's 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 my responsibility on this board uh, as part of the duties in, of, of zoning bylaw for the harmony and protection and overall context of the neighborhood. And, and I am not going to change my position that I think that the current use is, is the least harmful for this neighborhood. The fact that we've got it to an office building with 10 parking spaces. Other than having that torn down and made into a house, uh, you're not going to get any closer in a residential district. So I'm not going to allow any any expansion of what I perceive as expansion of a non-residential use on that lot. I, I understand that, but I do also think that there, 
uh, possibility because all we're asking for here is not parking. We're asking for overnight parking. And there are certain circumstances. You want overnight parking. Yeah. Well, I, I know you don't right now. But you I'll tell you what, Mr. Shires, we can, we're going to take a vote tonight. I know that. You can also one, take one, one of two votes tonight. But very, very seldom, if ever, have I ever seen this board deny somebody the right to keep the uh, uh, hearing open for one more meeting. You, you, I've never saw you come in. I've never ever seen you come in when somebody comes in with one meeting. I learned a lot. I did not have any idea that he was going to withdraw the emergency part of it. I didn't have the idea of several things that he said, and uh, I didn't have any idea what some of these people. Uh, uh, we're going to say what my former friend over here said. <laughs> Mr. Schneiders, he, all right, I understand what you're saying. If, if you, just, you are, you are uh, pleading with me to continue, I am. you I will understand that I'm going to tell you right now, um, short of my plane crashing in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> That's right? an awful one to use, Mr. Pando. I'm just telling you uh, there is, there is uh, uh, no chance, there is zero chance that I'm going to change my position between now and the 9th. All right. Um, can we impeach you? Nope. Uh, no? No? All right. See, this is, it's, this is sort of, uh, it's not a democratic thing, unfortunately. We're I, a republic, truly, not a democracy. I truly don't want to have him go to the trouble and expense of filing a, uh, an application for a hearing and have, after 15 minutes, it just shut down entirely. I do not see what the harm is in giving us a chance to see if there's something that uh, could work. And I, I don't know exactly what it is right now, but I, I thought up things in the past. And I don't mean something that they would not agree to. I would meet with them and see if they would agree to it. But I don't see it right off the bat either. But I also don't see just slamming the door on him and uh, not giving him that's, another. That's certainly a reasonable argument on your pass, a part. And I, I, I would certainly uh, uh, not deny you uh, a second opportunity um, if, if, that's, if you feel that strongly about it. I, I would point out to you that uh, it, it, in many cases on the board, it isn't just a question of appeasing the abutters and the neighbors in the neighborhood. I have sat on many a hearing with the neighbors who were in favor of things that this board has not approved, uh, even though the neighbors were in favor of it. Right. So that uh, that's no guarantee. But um, uh, short of a miracle, uh, we'll see you. Uh, I allow him to come back on the uh, the ninth. Thank you very much. Thank you. And, and I will be talking to you people if, if there's any more ideas we have. If we don't have anything more than we had tonight, then we'll simply withdraw it on the 9th, and I'll tell you that so you don't have to come back. The 9th of March? Yeah. It's March 9th. All right, we're continued uh, till the March 9th, you just said? Yeah, that's the next yeah, March hearing. 9th. March 9th. Thank you, Mr. Schneider. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Next hearing is that of Leonard Green, 126 Turnpike Street. Convert an existing two-family dwelling into a six-unit dwelling. This sounds very familiar to me. On petition of Leonard Green, site plan approval, special permit, and or variance if necessary are requested. 
under the applicable provisions of the Canton Zoning Bylaws to convert a pre-existing non-conforming two-family um, dwelling into a six-unit dwelling on the property in a single residence B district located at 126 Turnpike Street, Canton, Mass. Map 80, Lot 171. Public hearing will be held on Thursday, February 23, 2023 at 6 p.m. in the Sala Meeting Room, 2nd Floor Memorial Hall, 801 Washington Street, Canton, Mass. This being the time and place. I have in my possession an application received by the Board of Appeals on January 23, 2023. And also a certified list of abutters indicating that all those entitled to notice under the applicable provisions of Mass General Laws Chapter 40A have been so duly notified. Good evening. Good evening. This is subsequent information which is a site plan on Okay. And you are, sir. Alright, so um, so my name is Leonard Green. I um I live at 126 Turner Park Street in Canton. I um I own 126 I own 126 and 124 on uh, Park Street in Canton. And uh, I'm looking to add an addition onto the back of the property to uh, expand and add additional units to, uh, to, the, current, to the current plot. Um, I've, I've had several meetings with um, Ed Walsh to kind of come up with the, the best plan or the best approach to um, get this addition done. Um, he said one of the first things I should do is get a feel of uh, my, my neighbors and my abutters. Um, so I got a list of the abutters. I went door to door to um, all the abutters. Some were home, some were not, but I actually had the majority of them sign uh, a statement saying they were uh, for me um, getting this addition um, and adding the additional units. Uh, I, I'm zoned in single family residence, zone B. Uh, next door to me is a multi. Uh, two doors down, from, two ho houses down from me is a multi as well. And uh, next door to that, there's a, a large car dealership right there on, one, on Turnpike Street. And directly across the street, I'm sure everyone knows, is the assisted living facility, which houses dozens of, um, of a property, um, dozens of, of units. So um, I'm, I'm just looking for the opportunity to uh, expand and, and, and build on addition um, even though it's considered single-family residence, there's a lot of multis that are considered my butters. So that's okay. That's all I've got. Um, other than, as you you need to understand, Mr. Green, that we have to follow the zoning bylaws with respect to what we're allowed to do in various districts. Correct. Um, and that. And that's it, what isn't our, it isn't our responsibility to tell you what provisions of the bylaws that you're looking to seek relief on or are attempting to create this six-family, multifamily dwelling in a single residence B district. It's you and or those that represent you, work for you or represent you to provide us with that, that, those, that legal method so that we can review it and make a determination Correct. of whether or not it makes sense. So uh, are you prepared to tell us under which provisions that you, you feel this can happen? So the, the, one of the main variants that I'm looking to um, get, uh, I guess, approval to is based off the fact that it's single family. 
and it's the single family zone. And I'd like to make it not a single family zone. I want it to be a multi zone. So that's the, the, the biggest variance that I'm looking to overcome. Sure. So the, 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 in a single family district, uh, unless, and, and, and you have a current home on there, it's a single family home? So it's, it's not. That's, that's what it's that's, a two family. So it's a two family okay. on a single family. So lot. it's a, it's a, uh, and it's an older home? It's, it's, it was built in 95, so it's not an older home. It's not one of the ones that was before, um, like, it wasn't one of the pre-existing. It's non-conforming. So it's, it's not one of the so ones that was So how do you have a two-family home in a single residence district? That's a great question. And that's why I'd like to add on to this current multi, that, because it's, it's a multi that's sitting on a uh, okay, single-family so, lot. So either there was a, another home on the site prior that was a two-family home when there was history you have to show us that so the way it's and set now up we that. give you the two families going beyond the two families is problematic because the only way that you can go beyond two families on a single lot if it's not pre-existing non-conforming which would be a two-family if it wasn't a house that is was physically there prior to 1937 when zoning was enacted that you could convert into a two-family, now you're absolutely limited. You can't, you, it's two-family, so you can't add an accessory apartment, create a third unit. You can't do a carriage house and add a third unit. The only other thing you could do is go and have the zoning district changed from a single residence district to a multifamily or a general residence district. And to do that, you have to go to town meeting. Okay. Town meeting article to do that. So short of, of, of having a zoning change that's affirmed by a town meeting vote, um, I'm hard pressed to find a way within our purview and, and variance isn't the way to do it. This is, this is what you're asking for is way beyond the scope of, of what a variance uh, uh, would allow. And I'm also in a moment gonna ask an esteemed attorney uh, Corey, who is uh, also a zoning attorney, and he will uh, he will either tell me if I'm in the right uh, ballpark or in okay. the wrong ballpark. But but uh, it, traditionally, I'm going to go to our senior uh, member and ask Mr. McCourt his. Uh, I seem to remember this prior. I think this we we've seen this for some yeah. reason. It, did you just buy this? No. So I, I bought this um, in. So I own 126. I've owned it for yeah. 10 years. I recently bought uh, 124 back in the summertime. Uh, this past summer. This past summer. So this is my first time coming before okay. and asking for any anything. Yeah, um, I'm in agreement with the, the chairman that there is there's no resource for us to be able to grant any additional units to that parcel or that property. I I, I don't see how it could possibly be done without rezoning that area. I yeah. agree. And, uh, and Mr. Corey, I imagine you could. Yeah. No, um, Mr. Green, the, you know, the, the zoning code that is adopted by the town dictates what can be built where. Um, the, uh, the code also gives this board some limited authority to extend beyond that. For instance, if you were looking to um, uh, enlarge some aspect of the two family that you have, and I'm just assuming that it it is 
an exception to the single family. It's a legal exception. It wasn't just built and no one caught it or something. Um, uh, we could, you know, under Section 5.2 or 5.3, you know, we could grant um, uh, a special permit to extend it within a reasonable, but to ask for a change of, um, in a single family residence, a single, single family residence district, a change of a two family to a six family essentially amounts to spot zoning and we can't do that, it's illegal. Um, so what do, you, what do you mean by spot zoning? You can't, you can't modify the, um, the um, zoning code that was adopted by the town just by asking specifically for your spot, your property. Of course. And this, and this board just change it. Um, so, and, and you know, it may be worthwhile you hire a lawyer um, to help you maybe modify it, particularly if you said that there are multifamilies on either side of you. Yeah, they're multifamilies. Are they two-family or? Uh, there's, there's a two-family on the left, and I think there's like a three-family on the right. Yeah. And then across the street is the assisted living facility. Right. Yeah, and, and then, then that was, um, were those abutting residences? Those, yeah, those they're, they're on my are list they, of abutters too. So yeah, are they were they uh, did they are they older homes perhaps predate? Uh, I'm not sure. I know yeah. the I know the one on the I know the one on the right seems like it was it built in the in the maybe in the 70s though. Oh okay. So no, well, it nothing nothing's the, in the early the district 19th, was established. Yeah, nothing's oh, in the early 1900s. So family, we can't make the change here I on your request. It's just, it's, you it's, might want to talk to a lawyer about your options. It's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, though, that it's, it's still listed as single-family residence B, and it clearly has a yeah. multi on it. So that seems... Well, there's a difference between multi and two-family. Yep. Um, and so when you talk about okay. multi, that's four and above. Or Got it. Five and above, I forget which. But um, and there's a whole different character to that. To the extent your neighbors predated the zone being right, being designated as a single family, then they can stand, and probably that's why yours is a two family. Um, uh, but we can't do anything right now. Okay. If you um, if you're if you're interested in pursuing it, talk to a lawyer. They can one, you need to dig into the history of the property, and how how it got to where it is, and what um, potentially what you can do within the code. Mm. Okay. okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Uh, we're, I'm just going to ask, is there anyone in the hall that would like to speak uh, with respect to this petition before we suggest uh, um, that Mr. Green go and uh, rethink this process? Nope. All right, seeing none. I would, I would suggest... Um, um, hmm? Oh, you're not in the hall. I didn't know whether you where you were. I didn't. I heard this voice from outside. Hello. Yes, your name, please, and address. Feldman, 38 Town Street. Um, I live right behind um, Lennon's home, and um, he's been nothing but an upstanding neighbor. Yeah. And I really appreciate his friendship. Thank you. Uh, that being said, um, we live in a single-family home, and we have to protect the neighborhood, and we understand that. Turnpike Street's behind us, but just like the prior case, it just encroaches and grows, and then the problem becomes that you don't really live where you thought you lived. Mm -hmm. So I would oppose it 
but it has nothing to do with him personally. It's just more it wasn't zoned for that, and we knew that when we bought the property. Okay. Uh, thank you. What I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something a little unusual. What I'm going to recommend is that uh, um, we allow the applicant, A, to withdraw without prejudice, but should he uh, seek counsel and find a way to come back, um, I would recommend we waive the uh, refiling fee. Sure. Is, that, uh, is that a reasonable uh, thing to do? I would say so, yeah. yeah. Mr. Chair, we, the reason we're um, proposing that you w uh, withdraw without prejudice is because if we were to deny it, then you couldn't come back for two years. I understand. So, you know, Don't want to do that. Rethink this and, and, um, and do it all in a few Find a way you think might work. Oh, and I appreciate that. Come back. No, I, sure. I think you really need to investigate why there's, how, how come there's a two-family and a single residence district and what the history, what the assessors have on record, um, and to make sure if you say it's a new building that, that for your own protection that whatever permits were required for this two-family, uh, multi-family, uh, uh, everything's covered so you don't have any uh, legal liability as well, too. But. Okay. Um, I would entertain a motion, therefore, Mr. McCourt. Mr. Chairman, on the petition of Leonard Green, 126 Turnpike Street, I make a motion that we withdraw without prejudice in that the petitioner be allowed to come back with waived fees if he chose, chooses to do so. Motion has been made and seconded. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Aye, aye unanimous. Good Thank you, Mr. Sir. Green. Good, Good luck. luck. Thank you. Good luck to you, sir. Next hearing, uh, last hearing, and then we're going to go into uh, informals and continuations is uh, Next Grid Haka LLC, John Flatley Company, 1545 Dan Road. On petition of Next Grid Haka, 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 Haikia. Hey, boy. <laughs> LLC, John Flatley Company, site plan approval, special permit and or variance if necessary, are requested in the applicable provisions of the Canton Zoning Bylaws to construct two 148 by 266 solar canopies with a maximum height of 20 feet on property in a limited industrial B district located at 15 to 45 Dan Road, Canton, Mass., Map 76, Lot 8, public hearing will be held Thursday, February 23rd, 2023, 6 p.m. Sala Meeting Room, Second Floor Memorial Hall, Canton, Mass., and the place we are, and it is that time. I have my possession and application received by the Board of Appeals on January 17th, 2023, and a certified list of abutters prepared by the Canton Board of Assessors indicating that all those entitled to notice under the Applicable provisions of Mass General Laws, Chapter 40A, have been so duly notified. Good evening, and you are. Good evening, Mr. Chairman um, and board members. My name is Melinda Costello with Weston and Sampson, engineering re engineer representing uh, Daniel Serber and NextGrid. Um, yep. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> um, so, tell us about these canopies. So our project is a proposed carport project within, existing, within the existing parking lot for 15 through 45 Dan Road. Um, as you mentioned, it's approximately 148 by 266 feet long. Um, two canopies installed with a maximum height of 20 feet. 
Um, the applicant is looking to start construction um, by August of 2023 with substantial completion by the end of this year. Um, interconnection of the uh, carport structures will be at Dan Road. Um, we did bring pictures to show existing conditions and the view shed from the street to the parking lot that we can go over later. Um, we did previously prevent, present in front of the Canton Planning Board in November um, 2022. Uh, the town's peer reviewer reviewed the proposed development and associated stormwater design. During um, our review process with the Planning Board, we did add proposed outlet hoods to the existing catch basin structures within the parking lot to improve um, TSS quality um, and runoff conditions um, within the parking lot, um, which was a recommendation received by the peer reviewer. Um, and we finally received a positive recommendation from the planning board on November 22nd. Um, tonight we are here looking for approval as a special permit use uh, to move forward uh, as planned. You know, I'd just like to add that we believe this is a great site for this kind of canopy structure, both because of the zone district. It has no residential abutters, and uh, just this portion of Dan Road has quite a big uh, berm that faces the street, so it's not going to be visible from any passing cars. Okay. So my first question is, uh, I'm looking at C-102, which is the... Uh, the proposed carport, carport plan showing the the projection of the carport. I don't know any don't notice any setback dimensions from property lines. Um, can I go over here? Is that on a different sheet? Excellent. I see now. ZO. Yeah. All right. So as, as you are well aware, the uh, Canton Zoning Board uh, considers uh, solar canopies to be structures, and therefore its structures have to comply with the uh, setbacks from uh, property lines uh, for uh, any building structure setback uh, in the town. And uh, as indicated, uh, the 25-foot setback is met and the 60-foot setback is also met on the front. Um, that was the, my main question that I had at this point. Will you say we have a copy of the um, peer review? Uh, yes, the, the copy of the, well, I don't have a, I didn't include a copy of the peer review's comments um, in the application. I just included a copy of the um, positive recommendation from the planning board. Oh, and that, okay, I see uh, we have a um, positive recommendation for planning board November 22nd of last year. Correct. Okay. Uh, applicants submitted plans, et cetera, due deliberation November 16th, 2022. Motion was made by Mr. McCarthy and seconded by Mr. McCormick. Sent a positive recommendation. So the peer review was done prior to filing with the zoning board. Simultaneously to the planning board. Um, we had, I think, three planning board meetings 
Um, All right, I'm confused because the filing for this was on January 17th of 2023. That was that's when we received our application. Sorry, what date did you just? January 17th, 2023. Correct. Yep. Yet you have a review from the planning board from last year. Of 2022. 22. How? We submitted to the year. planning board first before we submitted to the ZBA. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we need to clarify that. You're not allowed to do that until, until you file with the Board of Appeals and you simultaneously hand it to the planning board. You don't go to them before you file with the Board of Appeals. And that's probably a, an internal discussion we have to have in, in this office. But uh, it's a simultaneous filing at what time? It doesn't make this any non-valid, but, but uh, that's something I'm going to clear up in the future. I just so um, it, we're in the process of just suspend this for a second of, of uh, doing our own um, rules and regs and adopting a, a series of regulations. And that's going to be one of the That would be good the if issues. they got it like a month or two before. Hmm? Be good if they got it for Yeah, but that's not how the statute <laughs> I understand. <laughs> anyway, uh, neither here nor there. All right, so basically we have uh, uh, positive recommendations, uh, 5-0 from the uh, Canton Planning Board. Um, Mr. McCourt. Um, this seems very uh, non-intrusive to anybody, and it seems pretty straightforward. I have no issues with it. Thank you, sir. Mr. Corey. I'm fine with it as well. I'm, uh, in terms of the special permit, are you looking for it under 5.2? Um, there's a reference to a narrative, and this is just me being disorganized. I'm not uh, able to find it. No, I apologize. There was a narrative, but it's just the cover letter I was referring to. Oh, okay. So that's my typo. They have 10.5154. Let's set a plan. Yeah, site plan approval. Yeah. Um, so it's a modification of site plan. It's, it's, uh, okay. The question is, do they need a special permit for a, uh, they need a special permit if it were a ground solar. Right. But for a canopy, it's, uh, it's a, do they need a special permit for it? Yeah, I looked through, and I'm just getting confused because there are so many zoning codes I deal with. Right. Um, there's no, no. There's no se separate solar. Right. Um, the only section. thing for solar is for ground-mounted solar right. arrays. Okay. But for right. canopies, I think the only thing they have to have is a uh, modification for site plan for the canopy. Okay, so if the, if the canopy is treated as a structure yep. and it's within setbacks, right. I think we're good. Yeah. yeah, I think we are as well. Okay, so I don't think you need a special permit. Okay, great. So it's just, uh, it's, it is literally. Well, we could do it on a 10.4.2 because it has no adverse right. effects. We could do right. that too. You could do the special permit and modification of site plan and you cover everything. You know what? That's why you make the, um, you make the. Big buck. Big buck. That's why you're running for uh, oh, thank your you. life. Yes. Yeah, damn life, right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, is there anyone in the hall who would like to speak with respect to this petition? Seeing none, Mr. McCourt. Mr. Chairman, uh, under the petition of NextGrid, Haka uh, LLC, uh, Daniel Serber, John F. Flatley Company, 15 through 45 Dan Road, I make a motion that under 10.4.2, we issue a special permit for the construction of the uh, 
what are they called? Before you, before you finish that thought, I just remembered something. The last uh, canopies that we did, we included, we included provisions for um, a bond for decommissioning and removal. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Because after the 20-year after the life of these things, uh, if the, the solar panels won't put out anymore and if they're not replaced, they're just going to sit there and rot. So, um, do you have a decommission plan? Oh, we did not uh, with this pr proposal. So we usually don't deliver them unless asked for for canopies. Um, ground mount we always include, but um, we can definitely deliver that for approval before building permit if that's acceptable. Actually, I I, I really want to see it. Okay. So I, I just as a matter of 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 putting the belt on and, and uh, clicking the suspenders, I'd rather continue or we could vote subject to receiving. I would. Uh, which would you rather do, sir? Because I'd rather, I'd rather look at the, the one we did at North End Motors yes. to get the wording on it. Right. right. And uh, we just use that same, the same uh, request. Sure. We did one at Draper. Right, yeah. that's it. Would that I, I, would it be a great difficulty for you if we continue this for one hearing? For one year? One hearing. <laughs> oh, one hearing. <laughs> one, yeah, one hearing. Not one sure. year. No. <laughs> for uh, two weeks. I was like, uh, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two, two weeks would be fine. I'd, I'd yeah. appreciate that. If we continue that for two weeks, uh, that would be great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ingrid, if you could. Uh, uh, dig out uh, North End Motors for us, it would be awesome. It wouldn't be as extensive as North End, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. All right, informal hearings, uh, two. Uh, first is on Daniel O'Sullivan, 65, 67 Bolivar Street is looking for a minor modification to extend time for performance of the original 2021 decision. Suzanne Matthews, Attorney Matthews, good yes. evening. Good evening, yes. Good evening. Uh, Suzanne Matthews here with uh, Dan O'Sullivan. I uh, submitted a request, a written request to the board the other day. Um, we'd like to think it's a pretty simple matter. As you can recall, Mr. Um, O'Sullivan went through a long process to get approval between the planning board and this board in 2021 um, site plan approval and special permit um, to raise and then rebuild a pre-existing uh, non-conforming three-family unit. <laughs> that that was delayed. There were a number of issues with that project. There was a problem with an easement running through it. It's been one problem after another. And here he is um, two years later um, looking for an extension for this, uh, uh, complying with the site plan because he is a tenant that he's been unable to get out of the property. The tenant hasn't paid in two years. Um, and as you can see, he's represented by attorney Glenn Hannington on the, um, the um, attempts to get the tenant to move. And I provided you a letter from uh, attorney Hannington which outlines really that he's been, what he's been doing in that period of time, um, as well as a copy of the document from the court. And you can see there's been a lot of appearances, a lot of things going. Through no fault of Mr. O'Sullivan, he's done due diligence to get this tenant out, um, but he hasn't been successful yet. And so we're looking, his um, site plan approval will expire on March 10th of this year, and he's looking for a one-year extension 
because the, the, the special permit is three years before it's lapping. Site plan had two. This would put them on track with both of those. Okay. I, I hear again, uh, I feel your pain. I have no, uh, <laughs> no, you no don't. issue with this. <laughs> uh, Mr. McCourt? Uh, no, this is a reasonable request. No problems. Mr. Corey? I'm fine with it. Now, this is a uh, non-advertised uh, uh, informal, so shouldn't be anyone here. But if there's anyone in the hall that would like to speak with respect to this extension, I see none. Um, you would want a one-year extension. To declare that it's a minor modification, I would suppose, for us. Minor modification? Correct. Uh, I would uh, I'd entertain a, a motion that we consider this a minor modification. Please. Mr. Chairman, on petition of Daniel Sullivan, 6567 Bolivar Street, I make a motion. We consider this a minor modification. Seconded. Motion made seconded. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Unanimous. Uh, therefore, I'd entertain a motion to extend the um, site plan approval. This is just site plan approval, Ms. Matthews? Yes, correct, because the, if I have it correctly, the special permit has a three-year lapse. Do we have, do you have a, um, do you have a zoning reference? Oh, yes. Um, case reference. I did, but let me, oh, section 2.5, 10.5.14. Oh, no, I'm at the, our docket number. Oh, SB, the approval of yeah, our decision. The decision. Oh, the original decision. If I, not, if I don't not, have we'll, that with we'll me. dig it up. Um, I, I, I would entertain a motion, uh, motion yes, to uh, extend the, the current uh, site plan approval that expires on March 11th, 2023, sir. Mr. Chairman, on petition of Daniel O'Sullivan, 6567 Ball Street. I make a motion that we extend to one year the site plan approval to March 10th, 2024. Um, just an extension of the original. So moved. Second. Motion is made and seconded. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Unanimous. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, the other informal hearing that was scheduled for tonight was uh, the town planner was going to discuss residential mitigation fees. Uh, Mr. Manning uh, asked that we uh, put this on for next week, next meeting on the 9th. As an informal, uh, he had a conflict uh, for this evening. Uh, this leaves us with two continuations, the first being 340 Pine Street Realty Trust, George Pickering, trustee. Uh, and this was a site plan approval to construct an 18,750 square foot contract as warehouse and office building and a special permit for reduced parking. Um, the three members sitting were the members that opened this hearing. And I see Mr. Paul Broderick. Good evening, Mr. Broderick. For the record, my name is Paul Broderick. Um, <clears throat> the property consists of an 8.1 acre site. It's this entire area here. Um, 
As you can see to the bottom corner, which is, over, is a, a fairly large wetland area that overlaps into the town of Stoughton, there's a uh, isolated wetland to the rear, uh, and there's an existing building, which is 340 Pine Street, located in the northerly corner of the property. And it accesses off of Pine Street through here. Um, for those who, may, some of you may not be familiar where this building is because it's 300 feet off the street, not very visible. Uh, it would be Greenbrook uh, condominium pro project right across the street from it, their office and so forth then, and the uh, overhead power lines traverse up through this area here uh, to get familiar with it. So this is the access. We're proposing to put another building on this site. Uh, it will be located in the center of the property here in this mustard-colored uh, rectangular area. Uh, the existing building currently is a contractor warehouse and office building. We're just mirroring the same thing down here. It has the very same use. And I'm saying that because this building is 14,000 square feet. It has 50 parking spaces, and I never see more than a dozen cars there. They're just not used. This 18,000 square foot building requires 75 spaces. We're proposing 60 around the building because we don't expect to use that many. Uh, we could put more in the future if we wanted to along the access road, but it just seems not in harmony with the environment to pave it over if you don't need it. Uh, so we're asking for a special permit to reduce the number of parking spaces uh, for this facility. Uh, we have uh, stormwater management uh, located all around the building. Uh, the water is collected, treated, discharged into a, a stormwater management basin uh, where it is treated and then it all falls back into, onto our property here where it flows down into the wetland area. Um, we have sewer and water. Uh, fortunately, uh, the owner realized that this was valuable land and it would be used in the future for development. So when he brought the sewer and the water in for this project, he left them here at the edge of the parking lot so that we can use them easily for this new building. We don't need to go down to Pine Street for our utilities. We're not going down there at all. So all of this construction will pretty much take place without anybody really being pretty too much aware of what's going on right. here. Uh, there's a large hill in this area here which blocks it from the street, so you really don't see this project. Um, that's it. Essentially, it's a, it's very, a nice, clean little project to, uh, to, to put in this location. It doesn't bother anybody. Uh, it's a warehouse. Uh, it's not going to attract a lot of traffic on, this, on uh, Pine Street. Uh, we think we've got a good use for the property. It's zone industrial. It's as of right use. We're here this evening for site plan approval. Where do you stand with the uh, Canton Planning Board, sir? We submitted to them, but it seems that uh, their peer reviewer is backed up in reviews and things are going on. Okay. <laughs> going on a little slowly. So we're hopeful to get before them as quickly as possible, but we are doing it concurrently. Sure. Um, we're here first, I just want to say. Yep, this was, was basically just an update for us at, yes. at this point in time. Uh, I agree with you. Stormwater management uh, is a very important issue for the town of Canton. And, um, and going forward, I know that the uh, uh, town, uh, uh, certainly I know we're under the uh, uh, eyes of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts with respect to stormwater management as well. So um, uh, it's a good thing that we're uh, giving special attention to those issues. Uh, do you want to hazard a guess as to uh, when you'd like to? Well, we're trying to fast track this, so we'd like to come back in your second meeting in March, if that were possible. Okay, sure. Um, 
you know, for now, we'll just put that tentatively down on the 23rd of March, and I'll see if there's anyone. Uh, you don't know, uh, excuse me, you don't know if the planning board will be ready? Will we, do you think they'll be done? Well, we submitted it to the planning board at the same time we did you folks, so we should be, yeah. we should be done by then. It really should be. And this would have to go to Concom also, I imagine? Yes, but that's not that's after have to be subsequent to this yep. point. So basically we, um, let's see. So we held our first hearing on January 26th. So we have the 100 days, we have our April 26th um, uh, due date. So that if we follow through to the uh, Continue to March 23rd for an update and see where we stand. Um, we're still within our uh, time frame. That seems to work out, I would think. Do you have any, any further comments, Mr. McCord, at this nope, time? No, I do not. Just like to see if I know. Sure. Mr. Corey? No, I'm good. Is there anyone in the hall who would like to speak with respect to this petition? Yes, sir. Yeah, my name's uh, Charles Rollins, <coughs> Pine Street. Live next door. Uh, as far as the amount of cars he's talking about, way off base. Place is constantly full. The okay. traffic up and down the driveways nonstop. Okay. All right. And the factory or the whatever you want to call it is going to be right behind my house. The noise level is incredible from the old building. Yep. Which is supposed to be for him. He said he'd keep one bay empty because he needed to make some money rented out. He kept one bay for himself. All the rest are rented out. Used car lot. So there's more than. 12 cars, and the traffic is nonstop. We're talking two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Really? Yes. Okay. Have you made any uh, formal complaints to no, the town? No, I just, you know, it comes and it goes, and so it's just like, I don't, I, I am going to start complaining. I am going to start complaining. Plus, there's the, the, the gas pipeline that goes right through there. Yep. You didn't mention that. So you can't build it. They're driving trucks over it now, and it's not built for that. You know, it's a sand pit. They didn't do it like they do the streets, you know, when you drive over on the street. So, Well, that's part of the peer review process that the you know, planning board and their engineer is going to be uh, going over because there are standards for, for pavement uh, and access drives over um, gas transmission lines that they have to adhere to. But there's an awful lot of stuff there. As far as uh, 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 the uses and, and uh, hours of operation and noise, uh, it's very important that this stuff gets documented uh, because uh, we need to have that in order to, to uh, make r rational decisions and place um, restrictions upon anything that we do approve uh, in order to protect the general neighborhood as well. So well, that's I, important. I talked to George before about one of his customers that he has up there, and I thought he was going to do something about it. Okay. Millennium. I, I appreciate the, the, I mean, the input. I, and the water runoff. I mean, it comes down the driveway, yep. you know, his road, doesn't stop anything, and it ends up at the end of my driveway. I mean, I mean, there's no catch-alls or whatever water basins, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. from... The old landfill, the recycling place, right. all the way down the hill, the one the town put at the end of my driveway. Yep. 
So I get all that water flow all the time, you know? From the town property, from town a Bailey, property, from Bailey Street, or from, from the existing oh, driveway? I mean, this, this, from his, his driveway, too. It just runs down the, gets okay. the street and comes down the street. Good. I mean, Good to it, know. It's all, uh, I mean, Greenbrook, right? Built on a swamp. Right. I remember that. We know right. that, yeah. The old boardwalk's down there. So, I mean, it's, I'm not happy about this. If I know about in the mail, I figured he would have called me or something. But it's just, um, it's too much too much uh, noise. I mean, it's just going to be crazy over there. Now, you're probably too young to remember that that was a hill that we picked blueberries on. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> that and uh, all of, all of uh, Will Drive and North Street was a hill across from the dump and it had low bush. It had the, the best low bush blueberries in the town of Canton. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I appreciate those comments. I, I uh, Mr. Broadmerkel, I think that that's uh, going to be some consideration about the existing runoff that we, uh, we need to take some look at as well. We will do that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the comments. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to uh, speak with respect to this petition at this time? Seeing none, uh, Mr. McCourt. Uh, we'll uh, continue this until um, you have any further comments, or I'll I continue know, this. But I will end. be visiting the site, just yep. so you know. I will definitely visit the site. Um, so, nope, I'm, I'm ready to continue. No. Anything further, Mr. Corey? Uh, Mr. Chair, just at the next hearing, we'd like to, I think we should uh, request that the applicant um, attest to what exactly the uses are. Yeah. Okay. Use, Excellent. use car storage so Mr. Pandor, excuse, can I just say yes, sir. To, to, to Mr. Ronald yeah. um, there's, there's not a used car guy there anymore he used to be there okay. he, he's been gone for five years or four years um, and the water runoff is from the lot where we want to build that and okay. a lot of that water will be gone it, it's, it's just a big gravel lot and he's right it does flood over and it comes right down the gas easement and floods into the thing so a lot of that we're hoping to stop the, it's a sand pit, so it comes down the driveway okay. Gentlemen, we can, you can discuss that further outside, but we're going to continue this until uh, our uh, hearing what in... Page, what Second? Second. Second one. Uh, 23rd. March 23rd. Correct. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. And... Last but not least is Bill Peterson, C.F. McCarthy, continuation. Um, can I folder, please, Mr. McCourt? What, oh, yeah, sorry. Can I have one else, please? Here you go. I got plenty. Oh, never mind. We got a nickel apiece. Thank you. Here they are. Would you like one? Yes. Yeah, I got it. Oh, pardon me. So, just uh, the last time we were here, um, just to refresh everybody's memory, one of the, the issues in using the 
uh, we're discussing this outside deck. Uh, and then it got into a discussion of the gravel lot common parking area behind uh, that's used by multiple uh, buildings and, and uh, companies in that area and we wanted to see a better uh, idea of uh, what's there even though you can't can't stripe gravel well you could but once uh, well maybe Correct. one day then it's gone and um, so here we are uh, Chairman, members of the board, thank you for uh, having us. Um, Bill Peterson, Derby Square Architects, with Steve Carey and uh, Gil Marcassiano, the owners of uh, CF McCarthy's. Um, so what we tried to do was to annotate for you, essentially, because there isn't any, as you uh, alluded to, there's really no markings, but we tried to annotate where the uses are of dumpsters, of parking spots, and there are uh, presently uh, six different bollards in different areas in the back of this property. Um, you can also see where from Revere Court, and there is a dysfunctional uh, metal gate that is now uh, no, no longer functioning. That is just left open, and that is the access point from Revere Court, which, for clarity, is is only accessed by a small uh, bridge that you're probably all familiar with. Um, <clears throat> currently, and this is an approximation, I counted 15 parking spots, but that's that's sort of just a, a general natural order of how the cars park. Uh, it's my estimation that with our proposed uh, deck, you would lose, again, approximately two parking spots in the back there. Uh, you still could load underneath, so there would still be access to the loading dock door, both for uh, CF McCarthy's and adjacent businesses, but it, it wouldn't be feasible to consistently uh, park a vehicle underneath it, as it is at now. So hopefully that is clear to you. Um, again, I will say, as much as it looks neat on this plan, it's, it's not necessarily in this exact order at all times. Sure. Uh, uh, two of the dumpsters are wheeled. The other ones are on the skids. So their exact location does change. Mm -hmm. So what we understand, basically, is there's a potential. We're not saying that there are 15 vehicles parked there or it requires 15 vehicles to park there. But it would be a reduction of uh, a loss of two potential spaces. Yes, sir. I would agree with that assumption. And I, I would also add, and I, let me just clarify, we would be adding at least three more bollards in front of the structural post that would support the deck. And then we did make an annotation that we would raise the uh, solid wood fence <coughs> six feet high. Um, that was something that we discussed in the last meeting. That was on the deck. That, yes, sir. That's right. So address the deck screening by going to a six foot high. Ballage will help with the casual person backing up, but not someone jamming on the gas won't make any difference at all. You're right, it would not, but yes. Um, but you know, you can also get hit by a meteorite. That's right. Well, and we're relying on professionals using this loading dock. Sure. People like, like me. <laughs> um, Mr. McCourt. Um, I, I thank you for this rendering. It helps in a lot we're doing and the six feet. Did you um, go over those lists of uh, hours of operations that uh, Revere Court had uh, proposed and how'd you feel about those restrictions? Were, were you able to live with it or? You had issues? No, yeah, it's too restrictive. Um, too restrictive. Yeah, I mean, we, we, the, the patio we had out front 
we had you know hours of operation till one till one a.m. Um, I understand it's it's you know it's on the street, not behind. Um, but our kitchen's open till eleven, uh, seven days a week, and I think you know we. So we, you were proposing um, Monday through Sunday. Um, what is it? Noon to a, noon to one noon. Be eleven. Um, well. Your, your Monday, hours. basically, my regular hours Monday through Monday through Friday are 11 a.m. to I mean 1 a.m. But kitchen hours would be till 11 p.m. Yeah. And then on Saturday and Sunday we open an hour earlier, so it'd be 10 a.m. And same close. Uh, we do have we do do a late night menu on Friday and Saturday inside, but. And um, what are you proposing for the hours operation for the deck? Uh, we'd like to have 11 p.m. Um, to 11 p.m. Yeah, yeah. On your on uh, the same schedule. Right. To 11 a.m. Uh, to 11 p.m. Right. Uh, what about the entertainment aspect? We're not planning on doing any live entertainment out there. We're not seeking yeah. any any. Uh, we we also would definitely be uh, looking to put a strict limit on any sort of uh, electronic uh, entertainment as well as far as like uh, speakers out there for just casual music. We'd want to have them facing our building, not not facing out, first of all, and then we'd also want to have a, a hard cap on the volume that's allowed to go up. That way, if it's not myself or my business partner that's there, there's no ability for any staff to, to increase it beyond a, a low, you know, casual setting. Um, Mr. Chairman, based on the drawings without hearing from anybody here yet, um, I would, uh, so far, um, you know, on on a on a good feeling about this, but I would definitely restrict the deck till 11 p.m. on those uh, with the right to amend and modify as deemed necessary if things get out of hand. Uh, that's something we would do to protect the neighbors anyhow. And um, but I'd like to hear from the people that are here. So you're saying a deck? Open? Basically, the open, no, they they're going to have the six foot. Right. No, you're saying hours. Hours. I was basically saying that the deck would be closed at 11 p.m. instead of 1 a.m. You're saying last call at 11 on the deck or last call earlier and, and then off the deck I would say 11. the deck gets closed at 11 o'clock. So you're off the deck by 11. I, that's what I would say. Okay. All right. So you'd, you'd have, they'd have to work out their earlier last call on the you deck know, drinks. That's would be yeah, my recommendation. That's up to them to figure yeah. it out. No, that would no, be my recommendation yeah. right. that the deck is closed and yeah. everybody's off the deck at 11. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your I, thoughts? I agree, Mr. Chair, with uh, Mr. McCourt's comments. Uh, and I'm, I may be being thick here. Do, it appears from the, um, from the existing proposed site plan that a small portion of the deck extends beyond the property line? Uh, the the lot is a composite of several parcels. Okay. So their property is actually in three different parcels. They're okay. in the tenant space, if you will. All right. But the deck will be built on the property owners? Yes, sir. That's correct. <laughs> okay, good. That's <laughs> and, it's important. Yes. And, and, um, and the landlord has been uh, has reviewed okay. this. Okay, great. Uh, no, I'm fine with, with the conditions that Mr. McCourt's proposing. I'm good with it. Very good. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you. Um, Tina Shea, 630 Washington Street. Um, uh, these, the drawings look 
great in like a perfect square world, but I do believe some of these, well, m most of the dumpsters look like they're on my property. Yeah. Is that accurate? I don't know who owned what dumpster, and that wasn't, we weren't able to determine. Okay. Um, the, the two, pardon me, uh, man, it looks like it looks like the dumpsters are are movable dumpsters rather than fixed. So if there are dumpsters that are on your property that aren't your dumpsters, we can we can make the proviso that um, I can't control anybody else other than Correct. the, the, yes, I appreciate the that. applicant it's, in front of um, us. We can make a provision that the dumpsters for this application be not located on your property. Okay. And it just looks like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, that there's like significant excavation to be done. Is that right? No, I don't think there would No? Okay. They'll be putting footings in, right? Yes, sir. Just footings. Yeah, so that would be minimal. With where all the parking and the dumpsters are supposed to go? No. That would be the, the, uh, the excavation is solely against the building for the deck. Has this, no, not at all. So this is the river, correct? Yes, they're just actually, this is just to prevent uh, runoff. The excavation would actually be in six holes right here. Right, but this right here where all the dumpsters are supposed to go no, is a huge mound of... There's no work whatsoever. Okay, there. then they wouldn't be able to go there. I don't understand. This is where they are presently. The dumpsters are here presently. I'm not proposing... This is the there. back of my building, right? Correct. The, there's part... It's the dumpsters are like over here. They might be slightly further over. You're right. Yeah. They, they, they're movable and okay. they're not fixed. So, so um, okay. And then I guess will there will there be a survey done prior to? Well, the thing is, uh, is my clients don't own or operate or have any control over those dumpsters. I, I'm locating them for you so that we all are on the same page. But I, I can't speak to any control over where those dumpsters are going to be. They only use the dumpsters on the left side. They don't use the dumpsters that are. All right, so so let's let me let me let me pull this back through through the board rather than having a direct yeah, discussion. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. What what I what I want to understand is that the two dumpsters for McCarthy CF McCarthy's are on the left, looking at the plan to the left side in front of the stairs, coming down. Yes, sir. That's right. All right, so those are the only dumpsters that we can control. We only have one dumpster and we share it with, with uh, there's a skid dumpster and a wheel dumpster there there are two which one is yours I believe ours is a skid yeah okay yeah. so there is a skid dumpster which is shown it's the nearest one to the stairs and we can stipulate that that skid dumpster that is being used by CF McCarthy's will remain in front of that stairway as indicated on this plan that we will mark exhibit a make part of the decision the rest of the dumpsters, I can't do anything about because whose it's not before us. Who's, yeah, whose dumpsters are they? They're for other I, businesses? I guess my, my concern is if they're not on my property, they're taking up other parking spaces. The applicant is stating that that one dumpster that he can no, this, control. These two, no, these I'm, four I'm speaking about the dumpsters on the right. Yeah, those dumpsters. We asked him to just give us a general idea, okay. but they're not under the control of this applicant. Correct. 
Correct. I don't but know whose dumpsters they are. If they're not on my property, are. they'll be taking up parking spaces. I don't know whose proposed. property they're on. I don't know who they are, and I can't, I can't restrict or control any of those unless whoever's using those dumpsters comes before this board seeking relief of some kind. What I could suggest is we can we can control that the one skid dumpster mm -hmm. that CF McCarthy's uses. That's all we can control. If there are other dumpsters, I would I would uh, a start into discussions with the the property owner and or the people. Maybe you can identify who uses them to find out to make sure that they're not on your property. But to me, that's more at this point. It's a civil issue. Okay. rather than a zoning issue. The so only my, zoning... Excuse me. Yeah. My understanding is there are four dumpsters that are shown on that corner. The angle corner. Are not your dumpsters. Correct. And they're not C.F. McCarthy's dumpsters. Correct. Right. But they're currently not there. They're not there. They're not. They don't go uh, uh, Better the river. They're, they're not they're not in one uniform line. It's true. Yep. They're at hazardly placed. Well, whose dumpsters are they? They're the rest of the tenants of this building. The rest of the tenants that occupy the building that uh, C.F. McCarthy's in. There's other tenants that have dumpsters in the back that are on your property. Okay. No, they in this drawing they are on my property. Currently they are not. Okay. There is one dumpster behind. Kevin Michael. Okay, so yes. with that said, these dumpsters, if they're in their proper locations, they're taking up parking spaces. That's what you're saying? Correct. All right. So where are they usually? In the back where those approximate parking spots are? Correct. And they're on, okay, I got that. And these, all right, so if they move the dumpsters to where the parking spaces are, the two, three, say two spaces, and put them in there, you're going to lose a parking space. That's what you're saying. I'm not. They are. They are for their employees. Correct. Okay. And, okay, so what is the contention? They won't have two spaces for their employees. I, I, I'm just stating that this I isn't see. accurate. Okay. Yes, this is not accurate. Like I said, in a perfect world, this is a perfect drawing. I got you. I know. It could have been accurate. accurate the day they they were there, could have been in that no. position and then moved again? No. No, no because there's currently All another right. fence there as well. So out of the four dumpsters that are currently listed on the, your property, or three, it looks like two or three of them, they, they would have to make sure, this is, this is all I'm hearing, is that those dumpsters are relocated back somewhere on the property behind your building with the possibility of losing two parking spaces. And Could if they do that, what's the possibility problem? Of it, it, there's no problem for okay. me. I'm right. just saying that this is not an accurate depiction. Okay, I'm, I know. So this oh. depiction of where the dumpsters isn't accurate. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, but those dumpsters are used by other tenants of the owner of the property that we're doing this tax bill. Right. Yeah. So. I do believe that there's parking on the side of. I don't know if he's designated. And again, your property is designated your, it to your, Kevin which Michaels. Used to have um, 
parking spots Jesus going on the side of his building, and I know he doesn't have those anymore, so I don't know if you can use those. That's okay. You are the building on the other side of the open hole, then? I am not. That's Kevin Michael. You don't look like Kevin Michael. <laughs> Kevin Michael, and then me, and then the old Hal. And then, and then the, uh, dry the, the dry cleaners further down. That's across the river. Mm, okay. <laughs> so there's the salon and then the barbershop after Kevin Michael. Right, right. And Kevin Michaels was in uh, the old um, liquor, store. liquor store. Correct. So your pro <laughs> I'm trying to see your uh, outside of this dotted dashed line. I'm confused as to where exactly you are. I need to. I need uh, to understand. I thought you were right here. Are you not right here? Right offside of the, the lot. Here we go. The property line is before the river. Correct. Sorry, okay. okay. my apologies. All right. So the question. So other than that, I fully support them. Okay. Uh, like 100% support them, um, so long as there's you know access to the back of the building um, during delivery and all that. I think okay. it's great. I think there's way too many um, empty spaces, and I think that. You know, to bring more people to the center of Canton is great. Great. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Excellent. Thank you. It's nice when things come together. All right. Very well. Else in the hall would like to comment with respect to this petition. Seeing none. And what are we going to do this under? Um, special permit? Well, it's a, it's a modification of site plan. Modification. You want to do it that. That's one. As will be discussed with Ben Walsh. Yeah, modification of site plan. Um, and uh, reserve the right to modify or amend. So we're going to do a modification of site plan yeah. to allow the construction of the deck yeah. as per plan yeah. with the following conditions. Right. Okay, I got it. Very good. Yeah, you know, six foot uh, yep, I got it. dumpster to remain blah, 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 et cetera. Yep. Gotcha. Blah, Mr. Blah, blah, Chairman, blah. on petition of C.F. McCarthy's, Bill Peterson, Gilmar Cassiano, Steve, C all these, all these good people, okay, here we go. On petition of C.F. McCarthy's, Bill Peterson, Gilmar Cassiano, Steve Carvey, and Donald Malkin, I make a motion that we um, accept the modification of the site plan Approve the modification of the site plan as for the construction of outside deck as per plans prepared by Derby Square Architects. Um, plan renovation, I have a renovation, I have a date here um, of uh, 1923, date of the plans, a date of the site plan that we have received this evening is 22123 uh, with the following conditions that the uh, privacy fence upon the deck 
be uh, brought up to six feet in height, that the dumpster location is on the property of the property owner, and that C.F. McCarthy's sole dumpster is used is at the uh, bottom of the stairs to the left side of the deck, viewing from the front. Hours of, hours of uh, deck. The hours of operation of the deck will be Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. That will be people off the deck at 11 p.m. All right. Yeah, okay. And um, Friday through Sunday, uh, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. where everybody will be off the deck. And we will reserve the right to amend and modify this decision. So moved. Motion has been made. Uh, just yes. uh, should we also add that um, we're granting a special permit for outside dining? Let's just modify that to add a special permit for outside you, dining. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Right, uh, speaking on the main motion. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the uh, motion has been modified to include a uh, special permit for outside dining. Yes. Okay. So on that motion uh, has been seconded by Mr. Corey. Yes. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 You are done. Good luck. Thank you, gentlemen. One of our longer meetings recently, you, we have. Yeah. Um, what is it? Okay, what's your name supposed to be? What is it? C-A-R-E-Y. Oh, C-A-R-E-Y. Oh. Scrivener's error, typo, typo. Yeah, there was a V in there, sorry. Well, it was, you said it last time too, so I'm like, it must be right. That's right. <laughs> sorry, pal. Thanks very much. We'll correct it on the decision. I was Make hoping sure Steve Garvey right. might show up. I don't know what he's doing right now. <laughs> I would, Good luck. Uh, Take gentlemen, care. Uh, we have minutes. Mr. Mr. Chairman, yes, we do. I would make a motion. We accept the minutes from uh, February 9, 2023. Motion has been made seconded. and seconded to accept the minutes. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Unanimous. Uh, motion to adjourn. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion to adjourn at 8.14. So moved. Motion has been made and seconded to adjourn at 8.14. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Unanimous, we are adjourned at 8.15.14. Good night, you. everyone. Good night. Have a uh, wonderful evening. Stay out of the snow and sleet, and we'll see you again all on the 9th of March. Good night, everybody.